Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we get to speak with Esti Rappaport. She's a relationship photographer and loves working with couples. Her job is to take pictures of couples in their best state. She loves seeing powerful chemistry between people. After many photo shoots and seeing how different people experience a relationship, she decided to find out what makes people's relationships extraordinary and have embarked on this journey by hosting a podcast. She also teaches people how to express their emotions, thoughts, and desires. One of her favorite books is Habits of Highly Effective People. I am so excited to speak with this lady who has been so very creative when it comes to photography. We talk about the difference between friends, lovers, and colleagues. We also talk about photos that could be saved, how to find art style and creating spark in relationships. ST Rappaport, thank you so much for coming on to the episode. How are you? Thank doing? you for having me. I'm so glad to be speaking with you today. Absolutely. So glad to meet you and excited to learn about your journey. You know, we got to chat in the green room and last week on, you know, what you've been working on and what you're passionate about. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I'm a relationship photographer where I started taking pictures of people, moved on to focusing in photography, specifically in couples and relationships to help them get their ultimate relationship that they want by showing their true emotion, having it hung up and big in their house in a place where they see it often. And it's like a vision board and you keep mm. on wanting to go back and seeing it. Now, it's all really nice and it's really good. It sets your mind in the right direction, but it doesn't go really deep. So I was looking for other ways to help couples that I work with to actually help them really take their relationship to the next level. Mm. And I came across something that's called Creative Journal Expressive Arts or CJEA for short. Mm -hmm. I know it's a long name. I didn't make it up, but it's basically what it sounds. It's we use journaling and art with a non-dominant hand to access the right brain, to access the subconscious mind and emotions. You can understand yourself and really overcome challenges and live the best life possible. Wow, that is really interesting. So using your non-dominant hand, so I would use my left hand and just start drawing anything or like how did, what does it sound what does it look like so it depends what you want to do we have specific exercises to help you get very specific and deal in the thing that you want but mm -hmm. anything that you do with your non-dominant hand allows you to get into the part of the brain that you don't use so much you're creating new neuron connections mm. you're doing things that you don't usually do you're getting answers that you don't usually have so even just scribbling with your non-dominant hand, eating with your non-dominant hand, all that allows you to open up more parts of your brain. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So you're, you're, you're creating more connections and letting, that, letting your non-dominant non hand or non-dominant brain side take more part of your life and, and 
open yourself yourself up. All right, yeah, that exactly. sounds pretty awesome. All right, so so you're taking photography, or you you are a photographer, but you call yourself a relationship photographer. So very niche down. Then you're taking photo, photographs of couples. So how did you get into like being in this niche? Like what 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 um, inspired you to get here? So I love understanding how people work and how people connect. Like what triggers people? Why are certain people attracted to different people? I always observed people from when I was little, very little. Like I sometimes wonder if people thought if I looked like I was staring. Like now I make sure not to do that. But when I was little, I don't know. Um, and just like literally, like I would see somebody and I would say, okay, so this person's really shy. This person, I always like would try to like not just label them because I'm not like into labeling, but just try to understand why they're like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the most, the ultimate relationship the place where you see the most connection is in a marriage, in a committed relationship. So as I was doing the photography and I saw how real that emotion was and how amazing it was, it just like pulled me more towards that. That I was like, okay, bye everybody. That's it. No, I'm not doing you anymore. I'm doing just couples. (laughs) No, that's, that's uh, really powerful because like you mentioned, you know, uh, being in a committed relationship, you go through so many ups and downs. It's it's like a roller coaster ride. It's never the same. And then having these pictures with these moments, I think it brings them back like, hey, why don't we go back to that? Yeah, exactly. Right. You get into an argument, something bad happened, you're upset. And it's all valid. It's all going to happen, right? Like you said, it's a roller coaster, a real roller coaster. And you have that picture to remind you where you're headed to, what you really want. Yeah. Nice, nice. I like it. I like that um, thought process. Now, one thing that we, we're lacking, like we don't have any photos. We don't have a whole lot of photos in our house. We have some photos that we you know, printed and framed, but not as many as we'd like. So, you know, it's, it's a journey. It's a struggle to get to that level. Okay, and you sit down, figure out which photos we're going to use. We actually hired a photographer for our wedding. This is, you know, over 14 years ago. And they promised that they were going to, you know, print these photos and we're going to get an album. We never got our album because we didn't select those 100 photos they asked for. <laughs> and then yeah. it almost felt like we, we, we got somebody who was not a professional because I could, they were using front-facing flash and there's all these black shadows in the back. And I'm like, these photos, I take better photos than this. So that was really interesting. So that probably also, you know, turned us down. So it's, it's really interesting. To, yeah, like, like today everyone that. calls himself a photographer. You have a phone, you could take pictures and... That's great. But when you want a photographer, you want someone who knows lighting and who's not going to get shadows on your face. <laughs> yes. And who knows what they're doing, right? Not, <laughs> not just using uh, any, any camera, but that's interesting. And I guess it, it all comes down to, you know, are you going to cut, you know, how much do you want to pay the photographer, right? So if you, if you cheaped out and we, I don't think we cheaped out, we paid like 2,500 bucks, you know, 14 years ago. And we thought we were getting the best deal, but you know, live and learn. Yeah. All right. So, exactly. 
Um, what are some of the things that you do that motivate you on a daily basis? You know, what are your motivations? So firstly, a little bit having to do with the pictures, I really like and believe that looking towards the future really helps. It motivates you. It gets you to get your goals done. It gets you to have the right mindset. Because even if now it's hard, even though the world's crazy, even though everything's going on, it's the point isn't right now. The point is where you're headed to and what you want. So that's a yeah. really, really big one. Yeah. I have like really concrete goals of this is what I want. This is what I'm doing. I have my vision boards, my mm. collages that I do and really trying to live with a positive mindset. I don't like using that so much because it becomes very, I think it's very overused. It's like a mm -hmm. bit cliche, but, because I don't believe in like forgetting about reality. You do have to, and like living, seeing everything's all perfect and life's beautiful. Life is yeah. beautiful. Life's an adventure, at least for me. Mm -hmm. But it's, you do have to realize where you are now. You do have to know what the situation is, but there are many ways you could look at it. Yeah. Finding a way to look at it that motivates me is the way I do it. Very cool. I like that. I like that. Looking at the future, what's possible and not just getting stuck in the past to like, oh, this didn't happen for me. And, and you know, that's some, that's, those are some of the topics we talk about in our unconventional leaders group all the time. Uh, it's a Facebook group and um, it's, it's really powerful. Like in all of May, we've had daily Zoom calls around this time where there's eight to 15 people and they're talking about their emotions, talking about what it, what it takes to be a leadership, what's the future to look like, you know? So it's been pretty exciting connecting with these, with these folks on a daily basis. So now it's, it fills in like one of my buckets of, you know, being staying connected with other leaders and other uh, people that are on the same journey as I am. All right. Um, so I have, I'm, I'm going to, get in a little deeper and so what did you want to be when you were a child so that's a good question because i think i always knew i wanted to be a photographer mm. but i never knew i knew i didn't want to just do like models or product photography i knew i wanted to do photography and i would have to try to find out how i'm going to do it exactly and that's literally what i'm doing like i like people that don't know what their life's going, those people that like they're start at college and they still don't know what job they're doing. I was like, so not that type. I mm -hmm. always knew what I wanted. I knew I wanted to leave school early, which I did. Mm -hmm. I left school at 16 and I went to England to study there two years instead. Nice. And that I didn't believe would happen. I think that was like the first thing that once that happened, I was like, okay, so now anything else could happen. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and I wanted to, and yeah, I got that. I started doing photography. I did it while I was there. I would rent. I rented at a studio from like when I was really young, doing mm -hmm. pictures for people. And slowly through my journey, it became to where it is today. And it's not over yet. So we'll awesome. see where it takes me. That's really cool. Like, so how did you like? I always like to ask that question because it uh, opens up a a doorway to a conversation of you know what inspired you to be a photographer. You know. What was it about photography that 
pulled you even more into it? So photography is a real art and I think it could be used and abused and it could be with shadows and not beautiful and it could you could take something almost ugly and from a different perspective use different lighting change the shutter speed you could do anything and you completely change a picture and you make it beautiful I also really like the concept of capturing the emotions that really Mm -hmm. spoke to me like when you see a kid with like that huge smile just like it makes you want to smile so you know so between those two that's why I loved I I always took pictures and as I got better at it I was like okay this is awesome this is what I'm doing nice all right next next up um I want to talk a little bit about a hobby that you didn't get a chance to get into now I know photography is a hobby for a lot of people but it then becomes a profession was there a hobby for you that you didn't think was gonna you know, that you didn't get a chance to get into like for myself I was I always wished I could play the guitar or play some kind of music I mean I I sang but I, I wish I could play the piano or you know guitar but well, how about yourself yeah so it's funny that guitar also I did that like for a bit um, but it takes so much patience and mm-hmm. guitar is meant to be the easiest instrument to learn. So I was like, okay, that's not for me. Um, but I think similar to that, what I really always wanted to learn much more, the hobby that I have, I love to dance, just like freestyle. Mm. Um, still find that doing that, like places, parties and stuff where I could dance, like I'll be there with my full energy, yeah. but to really develop it more, I think is something that hasn't happened yet. It might still happen. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the professional dancer because yeah. that's not what I want to, but just to let out energy and have fun. Yeah. You know, TikTok has, uh, had been one of those apps that's inspired a lot of people to do even more dancing because they're like teaching you moves. I'm like, Whoa, that's a pretty cool move. And there's people that have been just dancing and, and they, they go super fast as if they're robots. Right. But those perfect executions, so I think that's been pretty exciting to watch and grow over the past few years. Yeah, it's funny because like on TikTok, I don't post any dances. It's like interviews that I do. It's advice, I think, but I don't do dances, but maybe I really should. Like I love watching them. It just gives off really good vibes like yeah. when they, sh- you know, um, so that's good. But that would be interesting. Maybe I should do totally. that. Maybe because one, uh, I saw the video uh, the other day and they're, they're showing about dancing and she's like, you know how people are able to execute such clean moves is because you can record in slow motion. I'm like, what? Because that's one of the reasons I didn't post any dance videos because like I cannot do, I am not a good dancer at all. <laughs> so. Right, the social media illusion of what really is, you know, like Instagram is a picture perfect, so... <laughs> So that was my son. Uh, he wanted some cookies. I like uh, that. <laughs> At home with everyone. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I'm interviewing for my podcast and I have like a kid come on, like literally they'll come to their mother and I'll be like, okay, hi, you could join the hi. podcast now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like come, come be in my podcast. Like I'm on a Zoom call and then around like five o'clock, five thirty, you know, my my daughter will show up or my son will show up and then 
everybody was like, oh, it's about that time. <laughs> yep. So awesome. Um, it's really cool. Like uh, my my young my middle side middle, middle son, he's very adamant on what he wants. You know, he's five years old, and then my older is you know ten, and he's and he's in his class right now, and the youngest one is two years old. So we keep pretty busy. It's <laughs> sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, it's never a dull moment. <laughs> All right. Um, so now I'm gonna let's see what uh, what we were gonna we were, we were talking about. So we talked about you know how you got into photography, what inspired you, what keeps you motivated, and then how you niche down into very specific relationship photography, which is I think it's a really awesome concept, and I think you're doing some really awesome work with the the photo- photos you're, that you're taking, and then. How, what it's doing for the people that that are you know then consuming this content and living a positive not just a positive right it's almost a like you mentioned it's almost like a vision board that they want to continue to be in love continue to be in that state of mind which brought them together in the first place yeah. so it's really awesome i mean i, I really like that um, I'm going to ask some questions that um, talk about the personality that you bring and, you know, who ST Rappaport is as a person, you know, what, what are your, uh, what are some things that um, make you the unique person that you are? So what is your favorite movie or TV show? So really? I I know this sounds shocking, but I hate watching. I like almost never watch because mm-hmm. my eyes burn and it's just like takes too much concentration. Mm-hmm. And most people say like it lets their mind run and they don't have to think. But for me, it's not mm. something so like something I don't do. I rarely do. I only watch like if there's something really that I could learn from that but not just like educational something that like gets me in a really mm-hmm. um like a very deep way like there was one tv series and if you can't think of a tv series or a movie you can also talk about talk about a book that you love i forgot what it was called the one about like understanding how people oh don't lie to me something like that don't lie to me yeah it's like an old one like from quite a long time time ago of like just like understanding how people work like i really like that like seeing people's body language yeah, seeing, react to yeah each other. like that sort of thing so if it's something like that then maybe i'll like force myself to sit down sure. to do that because um, because as a creator you just want to create right you want to literally like i prefer to go out and like speak to people Mm-hmm. speak to you i get to learn so much more things than just like sitting in front of a computer screen no you know? i totally i totally uh get what you mean i totally get what you mean um what's funny is that i grew up not watching a lot of tv so now i have i've kind of kind of have a a addiction but it's calmed down a lot more because i have three little kids <laughs> to take care of so it's like there's no time to watch tv um, parents may force you to become responsible once you have kids that's it yeah, it kind of it's kind of true and then when my kids come to me and, and be like hey 
dad, can we go watch some TV? Like, and, and we keep telling them, no, go outside and play. <laughs> and I guess that's how my parents were. And like, no, you're not watching TV, go outside and play. So now I have this habit of, okay, now I got to watch something. <laughs> yeah. That's if they have like the balance between like not no TV at all, but not overdose. So you're, you're yeah, doing all day. <laughs> exactly. So here's, here's a question that's also, you know, back into the movie world. And it's, it's a little, it's a little different because let's say you were to play, play a character in a movie, uh, you get to embody them. What would you choose if you had that opportunity? I think I would say, I can't imagine it because like I so don't act, you know, like for me, it's like, I'm just who I am and I just do when I have really like very big facial expressions. Everyone always tells me like, you'd be a really good actor, but try as I might, if you give me lines to say, I can't go and be say that. And I just like speak real, mm -hmm. but I would probably go back together with lie to me and the main character that's played out there, Simon Baker and that concept of trying to understand people. Mm -hmm. Cause that is really me. Like literally that is what I do. Just want to figure <laughs> out how people work. <laughs> No, that's really awesome because, um, you know, one person who didn't want to do lines was Kevin Hart. So Kevin Hart as an actor, you know, he, he started out his journey as, you know, somebody who was in school all the time. You know, his, his, his mom, you know, he was, uh, he was a younger brother. He was uh, younger of the two siblings. Uh, the older sibling got in trouble, so his mom wanted to protect him. So he kept, she kept him in school till she was able to pick him up. They would take the bus to go to school. He would go to school. He would do all the extracurricular activities. He was in swimming team. And then his mom, you know, once she's done from work, she would go pick him up. So he was in front of her eyes all the time. So when he, when he escaped, when he was done with high school, he went and started working at this um, at this footlocker store or you know some shoe store. Anyways, somebody told him that he should become a comedian, stand-up comedian. So, anyways, long story short, he became so popular that movie studios go out to him and tell him, "Hey, we want you to be in our movie, but you get to do your own dialogue, right?" So, if you had that opportunity, then you'd be like, "Okay, I have complete control control over what I am going to say. I'm going to act out who I am." In this movie so i think that could fit into something that yeah you, that would be really cool <laughs> yeah. but that really doesn't happen usually it's like completely of it does. you just gotta put the right cards in place you know one thing that we talk about is that once you put something out there in the world like just to put that word out the universe is listening and somehow it'll come back around like oh wow i am in a i'm in a movie or i'm in a tv show like I got to be, you know, beat up on a TV, on a movie, in a movie where I'm like chained up to this thing. And these guys are like beating me up and telling me, you know, asking me what I know. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So it was pretty, it was pretty, pretty exciting experience, you know. That is uh, cool. Um, so yeah, that was fun. All right. So the next one is what would be your superhero power if you had one my if i had one i think i do have one um my superhero power i think is to be able to understand people mm -hmm. 
in a way that many times they don't even understand themselves. I'm saying this with caution because, like I said before, I don't like labeling people. I'm a very, very big believer. Like I said before, if I see someone, I see a shy person, I'm not going to label them shy. Um, Obviously, after some time and whatever, I might eventually like, okay, so she's shy. But Mm -hmm. seriously, I would see someone and I would say, okay, this person went through trauma. This person, like on many, many ways, like... I, all my friends, like my really good friends, they're people that I've seen from far. Like, yeah. okay, I like that person. I'm going to become friends with them. Mm. That, like happened over time. None of them was like mistakes or like my mom has a preschool. Yeah. And she had to like match up the teachers every year, like who works together, you know, who has strong um, like talent, like work together. So that way they would be a team and they would work yeah. well in the classrooms. And she always used to ask me for advice. And if she won't listen to me, I would warn her, I'm going to tell you later on in the year that you didn't listen to me. And you're, <laughs> and that's what would happen many, many times. If she won't listen to me later on, it's going to be like, okay, I told you so. Or things she was like, Hey, I'm not sure if that will work. I'm like, yeah, that will work. And she would be like really happy afterwards. I'm like, you see, you should listen to me more. <laughs> nice. So you have that superpower of figuring out what, who the people, like what their behaviors. So you can basically sense them before they even like speak their probably from their body language and whatnot yeah for sure starts with their body language and like as i talk to them even more so you're almost like sherlock holmes i wish but not quite (laughs) (laughs) i mean he's more attuned to it and then i I like the so i I like the two different sherlock holmes is you know one was benedict cumberbatch and then uh robert Downey jr played uh, so both of both versions of um, I think it was they were pretty cool to yeah. experience. All right, next question. So I've had to modify some questions because of how I see. If I didn't ask this question, I would know about I wouldn't know anything about you about television and watching movies, right? So now I know about you that you don't you know you don't really watch stuff, so. This next question is a very, very, I think it was a special one because um, a friend of mine told me to ask this question to my guests. If you were a board game, what would it be? That's a tough one. And okay. that's why I don't include this question in the, in, in the interview. Uh, oh, we're going to find an answer. What's a board mm-hmm. game that helps you? I'm going to continue going with that train yeah, of thought. That mm-hmm. helps you understand other people i really like all board games that think so mm-hmm. anything that like is very gets you thinking and creating new neuron connections about a board game i would like i can't i don't think it's a perfect one but i think no. for right now till i think of one i would say something like the game of clue where you have oh. to try to figure out the other people. So it's not really about a person, mm-hmm. but you're figuring out the situation based yeah. on other I was thinking about that game too. I was like, you know, she's thinking about Clue because that's, you're, you're trying to figure out what happened. You're trying to look for all those clues. And yeah, that's, that's uh, I think that will fit who STU Rappaport is. Clue, you see. <laughs> awesome. Well, this was a lot of fun talking with you, ST Rappaport. Um, thank you so much for sharing, you know, your motivations, your journey, and how you became a lifestyle photographer.
where can my audience find you? So if on social media, they could go TikTok, like we said before, Life Picks Relationships, mm -hmm. place you'll get best stuff. And right. if you want a free mini session of how you could take this further in your life, really just literally, I'm a very big believer once you have the tools, you could start going and do it. Just to sit down a few minutes, get tools and start doing it. You can go to lifepicksrelationships.as.me. Okay. And I'll be glad to speak to you. Fantastic. Well, ST, this was a ton of fun talking with you. You know, one thing I didn't ask you or try to guess is where are you from? Where do you think I'm from? Well, look, there's a little bit of Australian in there. There's a little bit of uh, South in there, but I'm, I can't pinpoint. Yeah, so I'm from New Jersey. Okay. But I, because I studied in England for two years, and I still speak to a lot of friends from England. Mm. I, even though it's been quite a few years, I haven't lost some of like the way I speak in a tone. Like they'll say, nah, you speak really American. But for, <laughs> to Americans and to other people, it's like, okay, it's not from New Jersey. Yeah. So it's like a mix. I like to call it my own unique dialect. <laughs> That's right. It's your unique style of speaking. And I think we all develop that over time, and which is really cool because Every one of us brings a unique personality to the stage, to this world. And I think that's what makes, uh, what, that's what connects us on a deeper level. I think I like that. I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. It's been great speaking to you. Absolutely. Take care. Congratulations, you made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hexandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hexandhobbies.com website. 